0: Hi, and thank you so much for joining us at Tycoard Title Tuesdays at 2. Well, today I want to jump right into our guest because he's quite the Renaissance man. Uh, Azim Jess is here. Uh, he's a local realtor at Urban Nest Realty. And I mean, I could talk with Azim about hockey, I could talk with him about the real estate market. I really love, as a former um, NC2A uh, baseball umpire, I would really love just to sit and talk with you about the Astro scandal. But today we're going to talk about our pack and what that is. and what that means to our local real estate community so Azim, thank you so much for joining us at Tyco Title Tuesdays at Two. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the invite. Absolutely. Well, um, Azim, you know I've just I've been a fan of yours for a long time, but um, some folks in the audience may not be as familiar with you. So would you mind just sure. introducing yourself to our audience sure. and let yeah. them know what you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, my name is Azim Jess. I'm with Urban Nest Realty. Uh, I've been a realtor for about eleven years, and I moved here from Vancouver, Canada, about uh, well, twenty one years ago. I've actually been in the U.S. longer than I've been in Canada now. Met my wife two weeks after I moved here uh, about 10 years ago. She was working, doing nothing but short sales, maybe 12 years ago and got too busy and was like, uh, you need to quit your job and come work with me. So now she actually stepped out of the business on the first and she's <laughs> a full-time stay-at-home mom, which is a job tougher than real estate,
0: certainly. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, I'm on my own, so help.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: help help him out. That's for sure. Well, but Azim, before we get into our pack, I, I can't let you come and at least not talk a little bit about um, some other things that are are kind of affecting our world. I think a lot of folks uh, in the community are maybe paying attention uh, to the, some international things going on a little bit more so than usual. And you are actually a certified international property specialist. You served on our local um, global uh, business committee. committee. Yep. And then also you spent a couple of years on the Canadian Real Estate Association. So yeah. um, maybe you can kind of touch on, you know, as, as the coronavirus is affecting other uh, other countries, we obviously have a large contention of foreign investors in Las Vegas. It's, mm-hmm. it's a worldwide destination um, and a lot of Chinese uh, buyers have came into the market a few right. years ago. Can right. you maybe touch on what do you know about the coronavirus and how it may affect the local market? So, um, you know, there's some anecdotal
1: evidence or some communication that uh, you know, California's market started to slow down a little bit. I actually was just in Vancouver this weekend for a funeral, talked to a couple of realtor friends of mine. They said the same sort of thing, like they're just starting to feel it like, you know, ancillary. Is that the right word? Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, again, it's just so new. And actually, I did bring a, a statement from Lawrence Yoon from the NAR, from the National Association of Realtors. He's the chief economist. And he just, uh, he, I'm going to read it out loud because I don't want to, I'm going to read it because I don't want to misquote him. But he said, uh, in the latest flash survey, 11% of realtors indicated a reduction in buyer traffic and 7% are reporting lower seller traffic when asked directly about the cor- coronavirus impact on the market. He says it's too early to assess the likely impact as to whether lowest interest rates can overcome the economic and health anxieties. So, um, you know, that being said, I think if any of us realtors, any of you buyers and sellers have been out in the market, you know that uh, it's crazy active out there. Right. And so in my gut opinion, I would say, you know what, if we had 10% less um, buyers or sellers out there right now, or 10% less buyers, let's say, I'd certainly need more sellers. But if we had tempered less, stent less buyer traffic, I honestly don't think it would affect our market too much. I mean, it's very, very active.
0: That's good. That's good
1: insight. Yeah. And, and
0: we were talking off camera. Lawrence Tune's a great dude. And, yeah, and his absolutely. His information always good. Brilliant. So um, we're we're uh, we're kicking <laughs> off campaign season is really in full effect right now. We're kinda, yeah. It's kind of mini Super Tuesday today. I think six more states go to the polls in the Democratic primary. Mm-hmm. Washington's obviously a, a mail-in state. Um, so we, I thought it kind of would be interesting to talk about RPAC, which is the Realtor Political Action Committee. Sure. And Azim, you're so Involved in it, that I thought you'd be a great person to come in and chat about. So, can you kind of just touch on what RPAC is and and what is the mission of the organization? Yeah. So,
1: RPACs our political action committee, the Realtor Political Action Committee. Um, we locally call it the PSF, the Political Survival Fund. Mm-hmm. Um, I serve on the Board the Board of Realtors Political Action Committee. On that uh, on that committee specifically, and we we when we get those RPAC funds, we use them to. Um, We use them to endorse candidates that are that are going to protect private property rights they're going to protect realtor interests and we want to make sure that those are the candidates that get elected right we want to have those conversations with them help them understand the impact of the legislation that they pass and make sure that uh, you know we continue to move forward as a
0: community and grow it's awesome because i think one of the things i love working in the real estate industry is there's just such a diverse group of individuals that make up Mm -hmm. a realtor i mean i think some packs you can maybe you know they swing one political affiliation right, yeah. to another. But I mean, the real estate community really is made up. It's a melting pot made up of folks mm-hmm. from all different backgrounds.
1: Yeah. So, and I'll just jump in. We're actually yeah. in a bipartisan pack, So mm-hmm. I believe, I can't remember exactly, but I believe we endorsed about 60% Democrat, 40% um, Republicans last time. So, you know, we're bipartisan. And if you look at the state legislature, you can see how the legislature fell out. You know, it was actually a little more than 60, 40 um, Democrats. So again, we don't, you know, there is an old joke that real, that the realtor stood, the R stood for Republican. Uh-huh. That's certainly, not the case we are certainly a bipartisan pack there's people on both sides that want to hear our interests and want to understand and learn about our interests and uh, we're gonna go out and support those folks no matter what party they're in
0: right because I mean if you're for for the property owners rights you don't necessarily ask if you're a Republican or right. a Democrat yeah. before you buy a or property. I don't know good. if that's a protected class. Uh, yeah, I'm not 100 sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll edit that out in post. But um, <laughs> so so uh, as, as you said, I mean, obviously, you guys will will, will meet with politicians and try to um, it, not influence, but I mean, you know, you'll, you'll support politicians that right. yeah. and, and candidates who who want to promote our interest. Right. But um, you also try to affect legislation after they've actually got elected, yeah. uh, promoting legislation. You, you, can you kind of walk us through, you know, what the lobbying efforts? Were look like sure. through pack and what exactly how is that involved yeah what, absolutely
1: what you... so we do have a lobbying team that, um, that works for both the state and our local association that's Carrera Nevada mm-hmm. and um, you know Jenny Reese and Rocky Finseth are amazing lobbyists they're out there um, you know and just to give you an example um, you know this last legislative session was a really tough one for us it was I mean we got we were fighting back we we're on the defense quite a bit um, there was a lot of you know landlord. Um, You know tenant Tenant. right Mm -hmm. issues and uh it got it got a little heated um (laughs) and so you know just to for example like one of the one of the bills went to um what's that term gosh i'm drawing a blank on it um when they put them together at the end um conference committee yeah so sorry thank you so at 7 a.m on the last day of session um where they called that committee meeting at midnight so you know they're really doing it kind of in the dark of night and trying to keep us out of the room and um, rocky and jenny were there and we're able to push back and fight on it um and we were able to, to push back some really bad laws and really bad legislation, but uh, it's coming again. So we need to make sure that you know we continue to to vote and elect for the right people, elect the right people, and certainly vote. Make sure you vote, no matter what party you're in. Go out and vote because it always helps us when we can say, hey, 60, 70, 80, 90 percent of the realtors in this district voted, and we want to make sure that the lobbyists know, or the, excuse me, the legislators know that we vote.
0: Absolutely. I think that's good advice regardless. Yeah. So again, yeah, on what side of the aisle that you, right. you fall on, you yep. want to make sure your voice is heard. So, um, you know, kind of speaking of, obviously the election's <clears> coming <throat> up here in November, the uh, the next session will start in January. Mm-hmm. What what local issues do you think are going to be most important to the real estate industry?
1: Right. So again, I think we're going to have a big landlord-tenant issue. Um, we're going to be fighting that. Again, I think there was a lot of the laws, a lot of the law of one AB 151 or is SB 151. Sorry, they all blend together now. It's but one sweet. of them didn't, uh, you know, part of it, One of them got pretty much tossed and then in in that conference committee meeting, they they shoved in a couple of aspects of it. I think they want more of that. I think rent control's coming. Um, They've been talking about rent control. Um, I think sales tax on services is another one. I just Mm -hmm. actually saw a, in, in uh, Maryland, the realtors in Maryland are fighting back on a sales tax on service. So they already pay $9 billion in taxes, right? Um, like the housing industry, okay. $9 billion in taxes in Maryland go, it comes from real estate. Wow. And you know they wanna add a tax on commissions, a tax on escrow fees, a tax on you know any sort of service, mm-hmm. right? I mean, your hairdresser, you go to get your hair cut, they're gonna wanna charge you a tax on that. And uh, at some point, right, like we're, we're gonna have to say, hey, enough's enough, like we don't have the money, right? I mean. right. You know, we want people to be buying houses. And if people are going to be stuck in the same houses, they're not going to grow. Our community not going to grow. We're not going to diversify our economy and move forward as a nation if everybody's stuck because they can't afford to move.
0: I 100% agree with yeah. that. So I think that's, that, that's definitely something interesting to watch in, in Maryland. Hopefully that uh, doesn't make its way uh, to Nevada. Yeah. Um, one thing I think that has been uh, a little bit of a hot topic as of late are the short-term rentals, the, right, the yeah. Airbnbs, VRBOs, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, where does... Where, where does RPAC stand on companies like that, and, and, and how does that really affect right. our local uh our local um, So as an market. association,
1: we um, haven't taken a stand one way or the other. We um, understand that you know about half of our association um, is for you know short-term rentals and wants to see it. About half of our association, you know, doesn't want to see it. Nobody bought a house to live next door to a hotel, right? right. Um, so we did work with the city of Henderson. We're thankful that Henderson reached out to us um, with our stakeholders with Career Nevada with Joe Locatelli, and we were able to see their law as they were working on it, and we able to help them, you know work on some timelines, make sure that everything in the law is going to work or effective, right? Like they had some, you know, 45 minute response timelines and we're like, well, that's a little unreasonable. And, you know, we got that, that upped a little bit. And so, you know, we we appreciate when legislators work with us and want to partner with us to get these things. Um, to make sure that the law is, you know, effective, right and fair. Um, but again, you know, as an association, we didn't take a stand one way or the other. We okay. understand both sides of it. We know, you know, investors should have the right to to purchase a home and do what they want with it. But you know, HOAs obviously have rules, and we want to make sure we, you know, respect those rights as well. Right? If your HOA says no short-term rentals, then you can't have short-term rentals. Right. Right. Um, so again, you know, we're talking with the county right now. We're working with them specifically. Um, again, Joe's back involved in those meetings, um, making sure that the county comes up with a, a reasonable law as well to make sure that again you know with the raiders coming everyone's been talking like hey, right. we want short-term rentals yeah. we want short-term rentals and so you know it's going to be a big thing so mm-hmm. we want to make sure that within you know the 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 specific county lands that that'll be okay and then henderson's already got their law and eventually the city of las vegas will will jump on board as well and we'll make sure that again we have a, a fair and reasonable law that's the goal that everybody's happy right the needs can be met for you know a 12-year-old girls soccer team that, you know, wants to sleep 10 people in one room. We can't do that at the MGM Grand, right? (laughs) But, you know, we need to have... We have some product that meets the needs of of everyone who's coming right. to visit this town.
0: Well, I mean, heck, especially with a couple of those billboards you see down around the strip, you don't want a bunch of 12 year <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Because gotcha. like, you're actually yeah. you're actually a resort and second home property specialist as well. Mm-hmm. So this kind of falls into your wheelhouse. Yeah. Absolutely. And
1: I think we got that designation, my wife and I, because we love to travel. We absolutely love traveling. <laughs> so we're like, hey, let's get our RSPS and just go like tour properties in in the Bahamas. No, that's not. A... <laughs> gotcha. Well,
0: I mean, heck, whatever. No. It's uh,
1: uh, yeah, uh, it's a great. I mean, it's a great. It's a great vacation vacation city. We've always said that, right? right? The weather's good. There's tons of outdoor. There's tons of restaurants and entertainment. I for mean, sure. you can't beat this city anywhere in the world for vacations. vacation. So we want to make sure that, uh, you know, that people are are getting the full information and you know
0: having that designation was one of the ways we thought was that's the best awesome. way to do it. Well, I love advocates for our city because yeah. I'm, I'm a huge Las Vegas fan. I, I'm surprised I you're think, not
1: wearing like your UNLV jersey right now, I, your Rebel know, jersey.
0: Exactly, well, I mean, you know, sadly, the, the the season came to an end last week, so I'm still in my morning period, but uh, <laughs> I still had to rock my Tycore blue. But um, okay, so we kind of talked about some stuff that's kind of happening right. locally, mm-hmm. uh, but what are some things that might be on the radar for the real estate industry that your your your, t- your agent who may not be as you know like a political junkie kind of like yeah. you and I are. What if they're maybe not paying attention too close to it? What might be on the radar or on the horizon that's coming our way that somebody really might need to keep an eye out for? Yeah.
1: So again, um, I think we're going to have some big landlord-tenant issues coming up. Um, you know, we're you know, people think that realtors are only gonna fight for homeowners rights, but we actually, in that last legislative session, it was important. We were fighting for tenants rights as well, because Mm -hmm. if you have a a tenant that has some credit issues, maybe has some income, you know, borderline income for the rental, um, having an easy eviction process. And, you know, I know that doesn't sound great, but you know, the ability for a landlord to to be able to evict someone fairly and easily, um, it was was gonna help an investor because then those people who are those, you know, lower, credit, lower income tenants will have, you know, the landlords are willing to give them a shot, right? Mm-hmm. Because, hey, you know what, if they don't pay, I can get them out pretty quickly. Um, having tougher eviction restrictions and rules, um, all of a sudden the, the landlords are going to say, well, you know what, If I don't want to take that risk anymore because that person, if they don't pay, it's going to take me X amount of days, 21 days, 28 days to get them out. And that's going to be a problem, right? So, you know, you're going to lose, they're going to lose housing of, of, you know, availability for them. And then they're going to have to move into maybe, you know, riskier Craigslist type things and non-property <laughs> managed properties. And we certainly don't want to see that. No, absolutely um, not. Rent control. That's the other one that we're kind of hearing whispers of. Uh, we certainly don't want to see rent control again, because what's what I believe is going to happen, and we've seen in other markets, Portland and uh, the Bay Area and places where they've they've implemented rent control Mm -hmm. is that uh, investors just sell their property. They just throw their hands up and they say, forget it. I don't want to deal with this. I can't make, you know, I can't raise my rent and or I can't raise it enough to cover inflation and the repairs or whatever the case may be. And so what's going to happen is they're going to just sell their properties. And again, we're going to lose rental properties and we're going to have a shortage of homes for, for uh, renters again. And then they're going to have to go to those riskier routes. So we need, you know, we need all, all, economic classes in our you know in our cities right? right we need renters we need homeowners we need transient people we need everybody to make a community um, and you know we as realtors, we wanna partner with our legislators, with our community to make sure that we have great communities because we live in them as well, right? Absolutely. This is our neighborhood too.
0: Right, and I've you know, i I've, I've said it before, I truly believe that Las Vegas embodies the entrepreneurial spirit of Absolutely. America. People can yeah. come here yeah. with you know, sometimes a little education or a little money and mm-hmm. really make a good living for themselves yeah. as long as some, you know, they give them a, a chance. So I know that when those laws are put into place, it trickles down to the renter because maybe yeah. the security deposit's higher yeah. now. They have to think, okay, well, if I'm gonna go 15 days or 30 yeah. days without getting rent. You need
1: three times income or five times in income right. of the rent. Right. So if your rent's 1500 bucks, like you gotta make $7,500. Like yeah. that's, you know, it's not always available. for well, yeah,
0: well, well, I'm glad there's folks that are out there fighting for, for yeah. property owners and tenants rights as well. Absolutely. As you say. So, um, you know, I've I've been been around a long time. RPAC has been a constant in kind of my evolution of learning about mm-hmm. real estate and and everything. How can uh, now it, it is only open to real realtors? So uh, how can our the realtors in our audience get more information on RPAC and um, you know what's what's the best way for them to do that?
1: So the second Thursday of every month we have a political affairs meeting. So I'm the chair of that committee down at the association. So come on down at 8:30 second Thursday. So it's the what is it today? The 10th? The 10th, 12th. Yeah. On the 12th at uh, 8:30, come on down. Down to to the Las Vegas Realtor building, and uh, we'll get you in political affairs, and get you
0: uh, get you involved, and uh, we can talk about our pack more down there. Certainly, I mean, what a great way to come on down, check out the I don't know if you guys have been to the new building yet and the new branding of yeah, Las Vegas Realtor cool. too. Yeah. So, uh, well, perfect. Well, that does conclude the fastest fifteen minutes in real estate. <laughs> I just want to thank Azim for coming on and, and joining us. Also, want to thank our producer Rick Manning down at Rigel Studios. We will be back next. Tuesday at Tycore Title Tuesdays at 2, but until then, we'll continue to be the most resourceful people in town.